This is the Meatbag Podcast with Dylan Bedini. Hello everybody and welcome to this instalment of Meatbag. I'm your host Dylan Bettany and this week I'm continuing my myth-busting crusade. This is Myths Part 2, the sequel. And because it's a sequel, it's bigger, it's longer. And for this episode, I've channeled my inner Stallone for inspiration. Because in the words of the big man himself, That's a Winston! Let's get to it, shall we? This is episode 9. Let's start with a popular one. You shouldn't skip leg day. This definitely is not a myth, but a solid truth. Your legs are the base of your body. Just like bread is the foundation of a sandwich. And we all know what happens when you try and build a sandwich without bread. You get butter on your fingers and it's last tango in Paris all over again. Legs are the foundation of a strong body. Skipping leg day is like having a Bugatti Veyron with a huge W16 engine, but you're driving on bicycle wheels. Leg day is not just about aesthetics, it's about functionality. If you're ever tempted to skip leg day, just remember, leg training helps reduce your risk of injury by building strength, mobility, improving your balance, enhance knee stability, build a stronger core, reduce low back pain, and prevent age-related muscle loss, which is sarcopenia. And get better overall results too. Leg training enhances power, explosiveness, and endurance because most leg exercises engage multiple muscle groups, so you will burn more calories too. Legs are larger muscle groups. More muscle equals more calories burned. And your upper and your lower body won't be disproportionate either. I've all seen those guys at the gym, the upper body enthusiasts. Most of them have a douchey name like Dylan and host a podcast. Well, they say you are what you eat, which explains why I have little chicken legs. But in seriousness, your legs are what carry you through life. Neglecting leg muscles is like neglecting your most reliable mode of transportation. I guess the question is, why only build half a strong body? And since we're talking about leg day and myths, squatting isn't bad for your knees either. Admittedly, some people out there squat with really bad form. There they are, hunched over, knees bent in, trembling like they've just watched the first porno. But of course, if you squat like that, it's going to mess up your knees and your back. And that's not real squatting, that's just a cry for help. Those knees and that back are there to last you the rest of your life. Ultimately, squatting has many benefits, just lift sensibly and use correct form. The secret to squatting is simple, don't be a twat. That's life advice right there. Now onto the chicken, broccoli and rice myth, the Hollywood secret sauce. I agree that the clean protein from the chicken, the complex carbs from the rice and the low calories from the broccoli does have its benefits. It's a great post-workout meal. Very bland, but a great meal nonetheless. The myth is this. You see some Hollywood actor on some talk show who has become absolutely jacked for some movie in an incredibly short amount of time. And when asked, what's your secret? It's, I've been eating chicken, broccoli and rice. Almost every time. It's like they're reading from a script. Now I imagine Disney or whatever huge movie company make them sign NDAs so they can't be honest. But we all know that they're probably on more gear than Big Alan at the gym. Chicken, broccoli and rice has become a meme now. It's it's a joke in the fitness industry. Derek from More Plates, More Dates posted a video showing this almost infinite list of Hollywood actors being interviewed and they all claim chicken, broccoli and rice as the secret to their body transformation. Chicken, broccoli and rice? Oh, that's cool. But what gear are you on? Most of our favourite male celebrity transformations are fueled by more than just clean eating. Admittedly, they've all worked incredibly hard to obtain those physiques. Grueling workout schedules, consuming unbelievably high amounts of calories to then switch to super low calorie before filming. 
However, the chicken broccoli and rice line is definitely the new code word for taking some kind of steroids. I've posted some links on my website, meatbagpodcast.com, to more plates, more dates, and Greg Doucet too if you want more information. Now, one of the craziest myths out there is the idea, and I love this, is the idea that muscle can somehow turn into fat. It's the urban legend of the fitness world. Fat cells and muscle cells are different structures and they are not interchangeable. Muscle tissue is composed of muscle fibers that contain contractible proteins. These proteins allow your muscles to contract and generate force, making them responsible for our movement and our strength. Fat tissue or adipose tissue is made up of cells called adipocytes. Their primary function is storing energy in the form of fat. Think of us like a big squishy battery. Plus, fat also keeps us warm because of the squishiness. Now, when building muscle or maintaining muscle, you can eat a higher volume of calories. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has to eat a huge amount of calories just to maintain his sheer size. Muscle is very taxing and needs calories. However, if you start working out, you lose muscle mass and your muscle shrink. Atrophy. And if you're not careful, you can easily end up storing extra calories as fat. It's not that muscle turns into fat. It's just that if you're not working out and you're eating more than you need, of course your body stores those extra calories as fat. Many people become a little bit softer around the edges. It's not magic. It's physics. Muscle doesn't turn to fat and vice versa. Speaking of muscle, one myth that I hear a lot is, say people are discussing the scales or discussing weight loss or muscle gain, sometimes this pops up. A pound of muscle weighs more than a pound of fat. I guess it's more math than myth, really. A pound, a kilo, a stone, an ounce, a gram. They're all units of measure, regardless of what they are. When we say a pound, we mean a specific quantity. It's not subject to interpretation. A pound of sugar weighs the same as a pound of candy floss, but their volume is not of equal size. And I think this is where the confusion comes from. It's more volume, more than weight. Muscle is hard and dense, meaning that a pound of muscle will be a lot smaller in volume than a pound of fat. Five pounds of muscle and five pounds of fat may weigh the same, but they look completely different. This is why you see guys who weigh like 240 pounds and they have 8% body fat and they look lean because they are lean. Here is a popular myth. If you don't ache the next day, you didn't train hard enough. Many people see muscle soreness or DOMS as a badge of honor. They believe if you're not sore, you're not doing enough during your workouts. I see both sides of the arguments. DOMS or delayed onset muscle soreness is basically, you get out of the gym, you feel like you're on top of the world, feel like Batman after he catches the Joker, but little do you know, your muscles are planning their event, a bit like the Joker. It's like your muscles are silently whispering, oh, think it's tough, dear, let's see how you feel tomorrow, or better still, the day after. Placing you in this false sense of security. DOMS is like your body throwing you the worst birthday party ever. But instead of presents, balloons and cake, it's pain, stiffness and regret. Which, come to think of it, would be a killer name for an autobiography. Anyway, DOMS does have that perk. Say your friend says to you, I've just bought a fridge, couldn't give me a hand moving the old one, could you? And you can be straight back with, oh, I'd love to, but I've got a bad case of the DOM, sorry. Did you know that bodybuilder Vince Gironda, the iron guru, would choose an exercise and do like 20 sets for that muscle? Just that exercise. And then the next day, judging from where he experienced the greatest muscle soreness, he knew which part of the muscle he was and he wasn't hitting. So if he was doing, say, tricep cable press downs, he would know from the soreness whether that exercise was tagging all three tricep heads. Brilliant, really. Ultimately, the gym doesn't have to be a never-ending circus of pain. What's the point of looking strong if you're always sore? 
having a great workout, hitting good numbers, and waking up the next day without pain or discomfort is an absolute win. So whether you get DOMS, or you can train and be pain-free, or a combination of the two, pain is not a measure of how hard you work in the gym. I think one of the most discussed myths is you can only absorb 30 grams of protein per meal. Some will argue that any excess protein beyond the 30 gram mark is just going to waste. But your stomach is not airport security. There is no protein checkpoint. Sorry sir, you've reached your 30 gram limit. No more gains for you. Your body doesn't just toss out the extra protein. It stores it like a squirrel. There was an intermittent fasting study that had participants fast for 20 hours, giving them a four hour eating window. And that's to consume all their calories, all their carbs and protein compared to the other focus group who had a standard 16 hour eating window. The study showed no difference in either group, regardless that one group had to consume all of their protein in a four hour window. There was obviously a difference between utilization and absorption, and I think this is where some of the confusion lies. Protein absorption is just how your body breaks down the protein into amino acids and absorbs them into the bloodstream. Protein utilization is what your body uses that protein for, such as tissue repair and muscle growth. Many factors contribute to the utilization of proteins in the body. Your body composition, your lean muscle mass, the type of training you undertake, your age, the quality and the source of the protein all influence the rate of protein digestion and most are completely out of our control. If we think of it logically, right, we're saying, say, five foot two Stephanie, who weighs 60 kilos, and six foot two, 120 kilo Chris, can both only digest 30 grams of protein per meal? What? That doesn't make sense. I say, ignore the naysayers and feed that protein screw inside you. It's time to let go of the protein paranoia and embrace the gains. This last one is a terrible fitness myth. And it's not even just this myth, but myths just like it. It's this one. A glass of warm water, first thing in the morning, melts body fat. Eh? In the words of the legendary Amy Winehouse, what kind of fuckery is this? Starting your day with a glass of water, that's good. But temperature doesn't matter. No scientific data for this. The only way a warm glass of water could help you burn fat is if you had to walk 30,000 steps to get it. Then maybe I could see the merit. But then again... If you eat in an excess of calories, then you won't lose weight. But your cardiovascular health might improve. If you add lemon to warm water, it's just warm water with lemon in it. A glass of water is obviously better for you than a glass of full-fat Coke or calorie-dense drink. I did a whole episode on the magic of water and hydration. This is one of those silly myths, trends you see on TikTok with some airhead talking about the miraculous weight loss power of warm water and a squeeze of lemon. The argument is this. These videos, these experts, these tick twats are advising people, oh, carry on as you are. Don't make any dietary changes or exercise more as if this silly drink is the secret hack to a six pack. Don't believe that a morning glass of warm water is going to do all the heavy lifting when it comes to shedding those extra pounds. The real secret to fat loss is not in the temperature of your drink, but in dedication, discipline and hard work. In conclusion, say goodbye to the Hollywood fairy tale of chicken, broccoli and rice as the magical potion for instant body magic. When it comes to muscle soreness, intensity is cool, but don't let pain be your puppet master. 
Remember that leg day isn't just about crafting the perfect bod. It's the cornerstone for preventing injuries, boosting overall strength and maintaining symmetry. So chow down on that protein. Let those muscles party. Muscles don't morph into fat and only fill a glass with warm water if you're watching it. Thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'm super pumped to have this podcast. I'm here to help you through the unbelievable world of healthy eating. Fad diets, TikTok trends, I'll be debunking myths and deciphering Brenda from Work's food recommendations. Here we'll cut through the fluff and the nonsense, possibly some oversharing, definitely some ranting, but I promise it's going to be eye-opening. Thanks for listening and as always, stay safe everybody. This is the Meatbag Podcast with Dylan Bedeney.